Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of Wednesdays, Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, also on the My Talk app. And if you're listening to us online or on the app, get registered for listener rewards this month. You can get lit with a $1,500 Lighting RX makeover from Southern Lights. We're also giving away a $200 Staples gift card, a $100 gift card to Dick's Sporting Goods, and gift cards to Starbucks and Chipotle. Get registered with listener rewards at mytalk1071.com, and one of those prizes could be yours. Holy gift card Rama. Yeah, I love it. Who doesn't want a gift card? Mm -hmm. I would use them right now. You know, for years and years, they just stack up, and I was too lazy to use them. You were Horrible. Well, I just didn't. I just wasn't lazy. A gift card, lazy person. But I'm going to go back into. That takes a real special kind of person to let money go to. I didn't let it go. I remember Jack's Cafe. You let me use my gift card like 15 years later. They said that's nothing. You wouldn't believe how old some of them are that we get. But I appreciated that. Yeah. You know, I appreciated that. That was kind of nice. So okay. sign up for the app. All right. So here is a movie that um, it premiered at, um, is there anything going on? It didn't it didn't premiere at the Venice, Venice Film Festival because that's still going on until Saturday. Okay. But I think it might have um, uh, premiered earlier in the year at Sundance, but it's getting a review in okay. the New York Post, and it is "I Am Woman," the Helen Reddy oh, biopic. I can't wait for this. Okay, I can sing you the whole song if you want, but I know you don't want me to. No, don't, all Julia. Right. <laughs> I know it all. Um, they're they're giving it three out of four stars, and um, uh, the critic Sarah Stewart said, "Watching this biopic about the creator of an iconic feminist anthem, I Am Woman, mm-hmm. the song, I wondered what Helen Reddy would make of the one we're loving in 2020, Cardi B's." WAP. Okay. Um, and uh, and then she writes, if Tilda Cobham Irve, that's who's playing Helen Reddy, Reddy, I don't know who it is, is accurate, I bet the 78-year-old Helen Reddy is getting a kick out of the raunchy ode to women's pleasure because what really bugged Helen Reddy, and we learn about it in the movies, were all the sad sack 60 songs you know, born a woman and, you know, the stand by your man kind of a thing and all that sort of story song telling. She hated that. And 
Um, Helen Reddy, if you didn't know, a lot of people think she's Canadian, but she's born Australian. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know that, Julia. She became a household name in 1972 when her fiery first single, I Am Woman, hit at just the right time to galvanize the women's movement, which was advocating for the Equal Rights Amendment. And the movie, this critic says, often looks and sounds like an accompaniment to the Kate Blanchett-led Hulu series, Mrs. America. Okay. Um, although plot-wise, it stays pretty much in the genre of a biopic, and it mm-hmm. doesn't go very, it doesn't wander very far into the cultural waves that Helen Reddy did create when she sang about the struggle for equality and all the crap that she got about it. And um, so, I guess we meet Helen Reddy as a young single mom in New York, frustrated that she can't break through because male groups are all the rage in the early 70s mm-hmm. and that's what they want at the record companies and she's living in a flea bag hotel and she meets this mildly greasy William Morris agent played by Evan Peters and doesn't he do he was he dirty, helps her get the foot in the door right, but then didn't he do her wrong I, I don't know. There's a story here. It's a story, but I guess it's fun to watch a table of male music execs squirm as they listen to her song. They said, hey, that song, I Am Woman, is too angry, but it's such a great song. And they know she has a huge feminist fan base, and they know that the equal rights fever is going on, and they feel like there's too much money to be made. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this Danielle McDonald, who's really great in um, that movie Dumplin'. I love Dumplin'. Yeah. That she was the the lead. So she plays Helen Reddy's um, friend, Lillian Roxon, a rock journalist who encourages Helen Reddy not to give up on her dreams, but she's left behind when Helen and the mildly smarmy William Morris agent move to L.A. And she kind of gets trapped in a lonely domestic existence while he, and she ended up marrying him, is trying to get her a record deal. So... I don't know when we're going to get a chance to see I Am Woman, but um, that's the only thing my little story doesn't tell me. Well, because the guy, you know, that she was married to, he did some bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did some bad stuff. So, anyway, um, they, they, this this one critic likes it, and so maybe oh, it's going to be... Oh, I'm excited for it, because I... Friday well, is when it's coming out. Okay. And is it in theaters? Ah, uh, you know, I can't say for certain, but it seems like this movie would be available. Yeah, available to rent. Yeah, I think so. So I am woman. She that's, married that guy yeah, three days after she met him. Right. Yeah. He's wow. really good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we see the young Helen Reddy and uh, that's happening. And Regina King made history at the Venice Film Festival okay. because... Her movie, which is her directorial debut, Regina King has directed lots of TV shows. I don't know if you know that about her. So she's not like nominated she... for the most Emmys out of everybody. Yeah, Isn't but she between she's directed Insecure, Shameless. Mm-hmm. She's been not only prolifically acting in front of the camera, but so she's gotten all this legwork doing TV directing. Sure, and she got quite a bit of, I would say. 
I just in the last couple of years, like people have like, you know, she was in the, the Beale Street, Beale Street. Watchmen and yes. she just has she's been in the business for so long. Anyway, she got the money to direct her first movie and it premiered at the Venice Film Festival. And it's called One Night in Miami. I was going to say Miami. It's okay. based on a play by the same name. And uh, it's the first movie directed by a black woman to be selected in the movie's history. And it tells the story of one night and four black icons. Cassius Clay, who later became known as Muhammad Ali, um, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, the singer, and the football player Jim Brown. Mm. And it's the night that Cassius Clay, I think he loses, they box at the Miami Convention Center. Mm -hmm. And these four icons go out and they talk about their life and what they experience as black men in America. So, like, kind of a really uh, timely movie. Actually, I think Cassius Clay wins. Okay. In in 1964. And they began, they started filming this in January. And they considered pressing pause, but they just kind of... Made it work? They made it work and finished it. Okay. And finished it. So, that was kind of a big darn deal. And she famously gets her nails done by Frenchies. Yes. Here in town. And our friend Ryan, he, he has met her several times and said she is just... genuinely wonderful Wonderful. nice and warm Mm -hmm. and um and the movie is always good to know that the person is is a good person and treats people kindly for sure no matter who they are but there's a great story in the la times a great interview with regina and just how meaningful this movie is and how it's resonate just resonating with people and to look at these four you have a singer this boxer, mm-hmm. then an activist, and then a football star. Fun. And what they're talking about and what their experiences, it's really striking Sounds really good. with people. So, Sounds really good. So that's happened, and Kate Blanchett wore the worst thing oh. ever oh. yesterday. I'm dying. I, she does this once in a while. She, it's like she picks out miss. the weirdest thing. It's got a, it's a half of a blazer with a long dress and a big ruffle. It looks like four dresses were chopped up to make one. But I did hear a thing that she was trying to recycle and wear all gowns, not wearing anything new. This is going to be the new thing. Right. You know? Sustainable fashion. I know. I feel bad for all of our designers. (laughs) I really do. They are straw-galling. Yeah. So anyway, maybe she took four designer uh, duds and came up. Okay, it is... (laughs) That isn't an interesting outfit, Lori. It, really it doesn't make sense. No. It's like, I'm going to put on a ballerina dress, a nightgown, and my work blazer. Yes. Working nine to five. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And put mm-hmm. a little, that just does not work. Yeah. She's always been an interesting dresser, but yeah. Not when wow. she's just playing with us. Now she just thought it was cute and it wasn't. Someone yeah. told her that looks really good. You're moving. This is such a statement right now. Yeah. Yeah. She's I, wearing the metal plates and stuff. She's had a hit and miss. She's yeah, very know. interesting in her, fashion, in her choices. fashion choices. And sometimes they're just amazing. And when you see her up close in person, oh. she is, her skin is translucently white but glowing. Yes. I mean, she just was so lovely and beautiful. And tall. And tall. And, and But so lovely. Very much. Remember how yeah. moved you were when we... Yeah. So, I mean, she was lovely. Very much so. Yeah. All right. All right. It's a Bo- bad one. Borat 2, if you're a fan of Sacha Baron Cohen, it's already filmed, you guys. It's been screened. 
no word on when it's coming out, but I guess uh, people spotted Borat um, at a um, Republican rally mm-hmm. in June, wearing and a pink bikini. That's right, and mm-hmm. that that was uh, that was the first signal that maybe something was going up. And of course, if you don't know who he is, he's this guy. He's like an awkward and inappropriate news feature correspondent. Is that what he's going to be in this man. one? Well, that's what Borat. That's who he is. Well. Mm-hmm. That's who Borat yeah, is, was. you know. Oh, and man. I used to love that show, the Ali G show on HBO. I never watched it. Oh, it's I fun. never watched it. It was funny. Borat, I have never laughed so hard oh, at a movie call. in my life. I, like, I will remember going to the movie, the movie. theater mm-hmm. and watching that. So it'll be interesting what he does with Borat in 2020. Yeah, He's I don't trying know if to people go are laughing about I it. I don't like know right if anything's now, funny. Yeah. Because you're doing it at other people's expense. Yes. And pretending you're someone you're not. That's why his show America, which was on Netflix or Showtime, yeah. didn't... It had some moments, but he's doing everything at someone else's expense. Yeah. And it doesn't feel funny to, right. con, to con people and catch them like that right now. Right. It didn't feel funny. Well, it felt we'll, mean. We'll see. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, no word on when this movie's going to be released. It's just finished. Right. And it's been screened. And it's called Borat 2. Check, check, Clever, check. clever, clever. We'll be mm-hmm. right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, ladies. We're going to start off with some startling details coming out of a Detroit courtroom today. This is concerning a guy who broke into Eminem's mansion back in April. He was arrested for this. And we're learning some of the details about what happened when he broke into Eminem's house. And it's really quite terrifying. So. The police officer involved in this testified that Eminem awoke to find someone standing over his bed. And it was this guy, Matthew David Hughes. And Eminem was told by Hughes that he was there to kill him. (gasps) Terrifying. So how did he get into his place? Doesn't Eminem have like great security? Don't you remember though? Like people got into Miley Cyrus's place. People got into Taylor Swift's place. Yeah. Well, uh, the police officer at the scene testifying in court said that he found Hughes wrestling with a security guard outside of the mansion. One of the home's windows had been smashed out with a brick, so it was a forced entry. And if somebody is that determined to do something, they're just gonna, quite frankly, do it. You know, despite mm-hmm. any kind of security. Uh, and uh, one of the detectives testified that multiple angles of security footage show Hughes on the premise for quite some time before he climbed through yeah. and broke that That's window. That's just so scary to me. That I can't think of anything worse than waking up and having someone... I mean, that's just too scary. No, it's it's terrifying. Yeah. And glad that he is in custody right now. And Hughes is facing charges of first degree home invasion and malicious destruction of property. Wow. So he is there. Uh, Katie Holmes is smooching her new guy, Emilio Vitolo. The Daily Mail has the photographs and uh, they're smooching Emilio and Katie right in front of Emilio's dad. Yep. So, so no big deal there. He's just sitting ignoring. He's like, you crazy kids. Smooching and she looks cute and happy. She looks very cute. She looks young. She totally does. Carefree. Yes, very much so. So interesting, Katie Holmes doing the pop. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Parazzi thing, having a smooch with Emilio. Uh, Us Weekly is reporting that Zac Efron and his new Australian love, Vanessa Valadres, are smitten with each other. So he and that he is planning to relocate to Australia permanently. Wow. If they'll have them, I don't think you can just like, I don't think it's that well, easy. Well, no, there. <laughs> no, but I don't know that Australia, I mean, you know, like that. I don't know. I'm just saying that they might, if there's people strictly liked New his Zealand, show on Netflix, which show, you know, of uh, finding Zac yeah. Efron, the goop Zac Efron goop. experience. Yeah, people liked it. I've heard from a lot Ooh. of people. I'm not telling you names. <laughs> Because you're going to say, oh, they don't know anything. Yeah, Julia. That's just like the Montana I'm contingency. I'm your sourcing unless you actually no, watched it. No, it's the Montana it. contingency, which is your family, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you watch it, Holly? I mean, did Colleen and Bradley, because they're Zac Efron eights. I, you did know, they even watch it? I don't know if they watched I it. So. I know that they appreciated the moments of Zac Efron without wearing a shirt. Yeah. While he course. was doing some of his health rituals. Right. I did not dip into the Zac Efron Netflix show but sources over at People.com are saying that Zac Efron wants to relocate to Australia, that he's seriously looking at homes in Byron Bay. Now, I don't know the legal aspects of it, but he's basically been hanging out there yeah, the entire he year. He's in yes. orgasmic haze with yes. his Australian girlfriend. But I'm going to say, a lot he... of people want to relocate to other countries right now. Yeah. You're hearing that a lot. Thank you, Julia. <laughs> Where will they have us? I, 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 no one. We can't even get across the boundary waters into the Canadian waters. They're going to see your canoe and they're like, no. Nope. nope. Go back that way. Now, this is something that I noticed that was on your show grid, and we didn't get to it in the first hour, but this is something I think that a lot of people are going to be very interested in watching on Sunday, September 13th, this Sunday. A versus battle, Gladys Knight yes. versus Patti LaBelle. So these versus concerts have been happening basically since quarantine. It's where they put two music superstars face-to-face. They sing each other's songs. They tell each other music. I think one of the ones that first got a lot of press was Jill Scott and Erica Badu Yes, doing music together. And then was it Monica and Brandy last weekend? It was Monica and Brandy last weekend, and this weekend is Miss Patti LaBelle versus Gladys Knight. Okay, so what station? It's versus. It's an app. Oh, oh. Isn't it? And social media. So yeah, you, so we can oh. go to Facebook or we can watch it anywhere, I think. Yeah, so Apple okay. Music, you can watch it on Versus TV. So that's their Instagram handle. If you just go to Versus TV, you follow them. They'll probably have links that will prompt you to the live feed there. Got it. These and are it's, fun. It's uh, V-E-R-Z-U-Z. Correct. Yeah, here it is. It's right on Facebook. The countdown is... Oh. You know, five whatever five You're days such a away. Facebook Pro. Well, I mean, it's any any of them. If they're on yeah. Facebook, there it's on all of them, and it's so there yeah. you go. So they're prompting you to go to Versus TV Instagram, or if you go on Apple Music, you can watch it in HD. What is Versus? It's this. You know, I want to say 
that Diddy is involved in this and some other people in the music business. But they started this at the beginning of the pandemic as this goodwill live stream of music stars coming together and doing music with each other, trading stories. A lot of big people have been involved in some of these versus broadcasts. So and they are they are quite a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a webcast series, basically. Mm-hmm. Timbaland and Swiss Beats. Mm-hmm. They've done that. Came up with this. Yeah. So it's all pretty- right. And I would love to hear Patty Labelle sing "Midnight Train to Georgia." Oh. And then um, what would what would uh, Gladys Knight sings? Um, no, but the Gladys I've got Knight a new attitude. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything from the eighties oh, Beverly Hills be soundtrack. So good. Very good. Chrissy Teigen says that she is on official two weeks bed rest while pregnant with her third child, so she's taking it easy. But it doesn't mean that she's going to be off Twitter anytime soon. She said she's going to take this time to learn how to sew capes and kids' clothes. And bleep is about to get astonishingly ugly, so she doesn't really have faith in her own skills there. Oh, so sewing she, is sewing is challenging. I can't even sew a button on a shirt. Yes, oh, you I can. can. Do no, I you can't. Can no, I've never done it in my whole what? life. What? My whole you life. You should know how to sew a button. You should. I should, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I learned it in Girl Scouts, so I swear to God. My I mom, got my sewing badge. My mom taught us. Like, I don't know. I got a sewing badge. Yeah. That's the only reason I probably know. I could go on YouTube and figure it out. It's yeah, not it's hard, so you guys. Simple. You put it, thread the needle, you flick it through, you come up, you go down, you come up. I mean, it's easy. Many things are uh-huh. described that way. Flick it through, you go down, you come up. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Chris Jenner admits that she got emotional after announcing the end of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. She said, what a ride. Well, I, I did hear Ryan Seacrest talk about it with Kelly today because, you know, they're back in the yes. studio. They're both in New York. And he said, you know... When Chris Jenner pitched this to me, I, we we just we got a we got a camera from Best Buy, a Love handheld it. camera. Yeah. It was 2007, and we filmed seven minutes of the family doing a backyard barbecue, and we brought it to E, and we just showed them that seven minutes, and they signed up from that. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. super scrappy. Mm-hmm. So Chris was on. Ryan's radio show and Mm. she said I got very emotional this morning I woke up in the gym it was five in the morning Chloe and Kim were there and we just kind of sat there and we looked at each other and said whoa what a ride like it's done at least this iteration totally going back with your guest at 430 Cooper Lawrence being like this is the end of keeping up with the Kardashians on E guaranteed the Chronicles of the Kardashian Jenners are not going anywhere yeah right no oh thank goodness (sighs) I don't know how I've I've watched probably four episodes in 14 years I know oh well thanks Holly All All right, we'll be back we're gonna get the traffic and then we'll be back with Vintage Scandal Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. Alright, what are we going to listen to today? Well, listen, there is a new book out and it got my attention. Um, It's actually coming out September 22nd. It's called... What is today's date? Today is the 9th. Okay. um, Oh, 9-9 for a line. That's right. right. Um, The book is called Sex with Presidents, The Ins and Outs of Love and Lust in the White House. Ooh. Okay, and it explores... I mean, a lot of people think, oh... The se- there was some sexy stuff with Kennedy, then Clinton. No, we the White House has a storied history, Julia. 
Not Jimmy Carter. Share, Don't me, put him in the loop. No, no. His big scandal was that he had thoughts, impure thoughts, in a Playboy interview about other women. He admitted to that. Oh, God. Remember that? I love that you remember that. Okay. Well, it was a Playboy interview, and it was kind of unheard of. I don't know if Carter might have been the first one to be president to give an interview to Playboy. I can't right. remember. But here's a story from the <clears throat> book, Sex with Presidents, about White House sex capades. The president was inside a closet just off the Oval Office with a random blonde woman when his wife appeared in the hallway. Suspicious that something was up, the wife demanded entry into the Oval Office. The Secret agent, secret Service agent standing guard said, no, ma'am, you have to go around to the other door through the office of the president's secretary. Miffed, she raced down the hall, because it's around the corner, mm-hmm. and as soon as she was gone... The Secret Service agent burst in the office, alerted the president. Mm -hmm. His wife was on his way. The president quickly pulled up his pants. And the Secret Service agent whisked the girl out the side door to a waiting car. By the time his wife made it through the other door, she found the president calmly sitting at his desk, shuffling papers. She quickly left the way she... Was this George Washington? I'm going to tell you in a second. (laughs) She quickly left and she came, made her way back around to the first door where she found the Secret Service agent at the door outside of the Oval Office. She stood and glared at me like she couldn't believe it. The year was 1922 and the president was Warren Harding. But it could have been nearly any of the men who've occupied uh, the highest office in the land. Sexually scandalous behavior and the presidency... Went together like Bill Clinton and a saxophone, Okay, Julia. so how does the person who wrote this book have this information? It's all, it's historical fact. Okay. Some of it, you know, and it's all, it's re, it's resource and, you know, and this is all, it's just never been put. Put together in one together book. Together in one book. That's right. Presidents. So despite the American uh, reputation for prudery, the author writes, many of uh, the presidents have had a colorful sexual past. One beloved president suffered a fatal stroke in his mistress's presence. Another had a 30-year affair and seven children with his enslaved woman. I believe that's Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And pull a name, any name, from a presidential hat, and there's a juicy stories. Even among the presidents, we might not exactly consider Cal- Caligula's. Richard Nixon had an affair in the late 1960s with a... Hong Kong cocktail hostess, okay, and Lyndon Johnson supposedly slept with four of his six secretaries asking around before he hired a woman whether she was known to shucker drawers. This, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's an old saying the author told um, uh, this uh, the New York Post, still r- waters run deep. Franklin Roosevelt, a thoughtful, gentlemanly soul, mm-hmm whose legs were paralyzed, was quite the ladies' man. You know? You could tell he was. Yeah, take Warren Harding, who was Mm -hmm. considered one of the worst presidents as a result of the Teapot Dome scandal and other scandals that happened. I don't think he's going to hold on to that for long. But he (laughs) was, when it came to womanizing, Warren Harding was world class. I guess he was irresistible to women the records show that he had raw animal magnetism i know holly you're looking at a picture I'm, I'm yeah i'm too because <laughs> i did all the pictures in the national photo uh 
um, gallery last year and I went around to every single president and it said what, you know, kind of they're in for, they're out for. Yeah. He's because um, Warren has had a lock on being one of the worst ones, but his security guards used to have to keep the female fans from following him around and making embarrassing Scenes, pundits of the day believed he won the 1920 election only because, quote unquote, feather brained women had just been given the vote and they were smitten by his sex appeal. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, tried to immediately, you know, use it against a woman. But the woman who would become his wife, Florence, was so infatuated with him that when they met in the home state of Ohio, she like basically stalked him. And when she heard he would be returning on a train with the girlfriend, she staked out the train station, waited for him. He spotted her. This is before he married her and tried to duck out the other uh, side of the train. But she told him she could see his big feet. Oh, my gosh. Um, they married in 1891. But soon Harding was checking himself into the famous medical spa Battle Creek Sanatorium which was founded by the cereal inventor, John Kellogg, who was hoping that the bowls of cornflakes might dampen his runaway libido. He mm-hmm. couldn't keep he couldn't keep his big feet in his shoes. A few years later, he got his wife's childhood friend pregnant and was busted by plumbers coming out of a local widow's bedroom. And in 1905, um, and this before Harding was president, he had an affair with his wife's best friend, and he wrote her piles of love letters, and those have been sold and been auctioned. And, and he, the DNA proved this affair, too. Yes. And his daughter. Yeah, and they met out of town, and when they couldn't be together, he loved to sit in his study with his bare feet. and uh, Warren G. Harding. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Warren G. Harding was real. And in 1917... He started dating a 20-year-old, and he was 51, and uh, um, he arranged a rendezvous at a hotel in Broadway, and house detectives burst through the door demanding (laughs) to know if this woman was 21, which was the age of consent. She wasn't. The detectives called the police, but when they discovered Harding was a U.S. senator, they snuck them out the side entrance, and... um, the next president that really, I mean, uh, John Kennedy uh, would give Harding a run for in the quantity department. Most Americans had no idea that he had sex every day John with Kennedy? at least one woman other than his wife, sometimes several times and often with more than one woman at once. Oh, did you guys know that? No, but that doesn't surprise me. Into the parties. He threw nude pool parties with interns in the White House, had sex with prostitutes in elevators while the Secret Service guarded the door. And, of course, he famously slept with uh, Marlene or Marilyn Monroe. He also had a six-minute fling with Marlene Dietrich, who in 1962... A six-minute fling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was 60 years old, and she attended a White House awards reception when Kennedy pulled her into his bedroom. She hesitated slightly about the stand-up sex they were about to have because of his bad back. And now I'm an old lady, and I said to myself, well, I'd like to sleep with the president, but I sure as heck am not going to be on top. And that was in Marlene Dietrich's um, memoir. Ah. So 
They did it standing up for six minutes. And the White House staff had to work overtime to clean up the evidence of Kennedy's many liaisons. He loved blondes. And Jackie would find blonde hair. And even though the staff combed through the bed and inspected the floor, they would just say, why can't he just date brunettes? Right. Because blonde hair sticks out. It's like having a yellow lab. Yeah. And um, anyway... The good news is if America ever elects a woman as commander-in-chief, maybe the sex scandals will end at that office. But it kind of goes in. She's got all kinds of stories about different people and just different juicy things. And she takes a lot of the stuff from other memoirs and other things that's been proven. So kind of a sex with presidents, the ins and outs of love, lust in the White House. You knew I couldn't resist that one. No, I like it. I like learning all of that stuff. Yeah, all right. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Listen, that is it for Vintage Scandal uh, that today. Was a good one. Yes. Uh, Thank you. I looked at pictures of every everybody while you were talking about them. Um, yeah. Warren Harding. He yeah. wasn't bad to look at when he no, was young. He wasn't at all. He had a very um, animal magnetism. He, he kind of had like a um, what was Carrington's name on um, Dynasty? John oh, Forsythe. Yeah, he had kind of that look, that straight Roman nose, yeah. and just distinguished jawline, and you know, determined mm-hmm. look about him and tall and broad. He's going to take charge, is what that is signaling. Uh, that's what I'm that's saying. Totally I guess that's what, what I'm saying. it is uh, signaling uh, big time. Uh-huh. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, Holly posted a thing of the Kardashians and they're changing looks, looks since 2007. It's shocking, isn't it? The era of the Pinocchio butt, they really ushered that in. Kim can lie. Those girls can lie all they want and say they did nothing to their bottoms. Oh, they did. But the stuff. photographic, the Pinocchio butt lies. Yes, it does. Gross, gross. Yes, it does. And they, I mean, it really is all, all their, I think every one of them got nose jobs. They all thinned out their yeah, noses. They did. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, that's kind of interesting. The one thing that Kim did that I don't know if she'll regret doing, but she lasered off like all, all of her, her baby hair around no, her face. I don't think she'll regret that. Well, I don't, I don't think know. so. I, I don't, don't know. So. I I don't know. I like people's little wispies. I do too. You know, it that's it I don't know. There that gave her it looked it gave her something. It's kind of like if Barbara Streisand had fixed her nose. It just took away there's just something about I don't I never understood that. I was like, "Oh, why would you get rid of your little baby hairs?" Well, she's going to need them someday if she starts having hair loss <laughs> oh. because they fill in the gap. So she's going to want to have those back. Also, That's I would never laser any hair off my head. It's also very human. Like yeah. if, when you take That's off the it. hair, yes. it becomes doll like human, yeah. Yeah. All right, I've got things for you guys. Okay. So that's posted if you yes. just want to see for yourself. Yes. And, um, you know, yes. Okay. And if anyone wants to deliver chicken pot pie to me right now, I'll take it <laughs> oh, home. Oh my gosh, I'm craving it. All right. So, 
um, Jay Leno is going to return to TV in fall of 2021. Did mm. you guys ever watch Bet Your Life? I've never heard of it. Oh, you haven't? I've never heard of that show. With you, Gretchen Marks? With Gretchen Marks? You Bet Your Life. No. Night. Oh, Lori. No. It was on for a long time here. But were you even alive? I yeah. Mean, it really? Mm-hmm. Was it on the 70s? No, it was on before I was born. But they oh. always do see that on. It was 50 to 61. So what it was, he's really excited about it. So he's going to be doing, they bought 180 episodes, okay? And this is where two, um, it will couple two strangers together for the opportunity to win prize money by correctly answering questions about predetermined categories. And what he likes about this is it's rapid fire delivery. You get to meet the people. You get to find funny things in people. And he always just likes talking to the average Joe. Yeah. And so I kind of think he'd be good at that. Do you know that Kevin Costner has optioned? um, He's going to be doing a six-part series on the life of Larry King. And Larry King wants Ben Affleck to play him. Really? (laughs) Dream. Dream. But I would be interested in that. Yeah. I think Larry King is kind of fascinating. He is. I do. The um, they're ready. He's had a very interesting, very interesting life, life, and he's still going. And my God, he just buried two of his adult I children. Know. It makes me sad. All right, Blackish uh, is having it's. It already has Blackish, Grownish, and Mixedish. So now they're going to do Oldish. Oh, with Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne who. He mm, loves me. He loves Laurie and yeah. Jennifer Lewis. We uh-huh. they they already have the role. Of, yeah, of, um, Pops and Ruby Johnson on right. Blackish. Right. So it's going to be giving love a second chance once they move into a neighborhood facing gentrification. I'm a it? fan of Mixedish and Grownish. Yes. I watch both of those spinoffs. And I like Blackish. I, I really, yes, those are all good. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. I think good those, for them. I think so too. That franchise is just keeps giving. Mm-hmm. And Mixedish was so, is so cute because that's about um, Bo's character, the Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah. And she's like a Jew, like she's a seventh or eighth grader. Yes, middle school. And she's got a white dad and a black yes. mom. And it's like this, I don't know, like the seventies. It's just a great time it period. Really is. Rainbow is her name, Bo. You know, they call her Bo. So it's about her character. It's good. As, as a young girl. I like yeah, it. I All right. So the October issue of O. Oprah's back on the cover. And Brianna Taylor was on Bri- the September. Brianna Taylor was September. And she says that um, it's featuring. Because this is like, a, there's not only, there's only two more magazines. She's still going to be doing it. There's just going to be a limited run, but the magazine will still be printed. You just might pay $6.50 for it. Is that right? Gen- yeah. It's going to be very limited distribution. But Ooh. she's featuring, she's going to tackle grief and mental health. With Lady Gaga and Jenna Rue, mm. Ryu, um, but it's um, a woman that's an author and producer is going to be talking about the challenges of grieving. Is that no one wants to talk about it with you when you're going through it, mm-hmm. and she talks about it, um, and she talks about what's happening to us during COVID, the grieving for our old lives, the grieving for lost jobs, the grieving for people, people. Mm-hmm. The grieving for freedom from anxiety. And she said, Oprah says, we're in denial. Too many of us unwilling to see that we're in this together. And we need to start thinking about unity. And she said, bereavement counselors like contract tracers must be spread all over the country to help all of us process and heal mm-hmm. on the other side. Oh, it's so true. I, she's so, if, uh, she's such an intuitive. She's so insightful and brilliant. Yeah, She really is.
Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I wish just, she'd been in charge in March and we just all started wearing the damn masks. Well, it Jeez didn't happen. Louise. It didn't happen, Laura. I know. But. Um, rumor on the street is if you're going to try to be in the um, carpool lanes in the Twin Cities. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Because MDOT is installing tag readers. They did a test on a certain part of it because a lot of people during certain times don't pay for the pass. I thought you didn't. I thought sometimes you were free you can, to ride. You are free to ride okay. in there, but we're talking about during the, the times. The, the times. The times people are riding in there and they're going to crack down. Yeah, well, the state needs money. This, I was just going to yeah. say that. I was reading this. The it's the cover, money. the cover of the Star Tribune tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's online right now, but just don't. Don't inflate your sex doll and put it yeah, in the passenger do seat, it. okay? Don't, don't do it. Don't drive with expired tabs. Don't drive with an expired license. Yeah. Don't drive too fast. I mean, there's going to be crackdowns. Mm-hmm. Crackdown. Happy birthday, Hugh Grant. Oh. He's 60 today. Oh, Grant. I tell you, Hugh looks, that move, that 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 HBO series looks so good with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. When is they it coming out? Trailer. I think it's October. It'll come on after... Lovecraft Country fin- finishes. It'll be it. a Sunday night. It'll be our show, Holly. It'll be our Sunday night show. I'm going to buy it. You know, people do like a Sunday night show oh, of all Sunday. nights. Of course. That's the best. That's why 60 Minutes used to be the highest rated show ever. And it kind of still is. It's, it's always in the top me. 10. Yeah, but it but, always is. Yeah. The but, undoing is on October 25th. Yeah, oh, so I have time be, to mm-hmm. save up my $15.95. Yeah, there you go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, I heard, I heard uh, uh, another uh, show talking about that. That like, there's that is still like when the last show that we all watched together, was Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. But a lot of people watched Joe Exotic because that was all happening. Yeah. You know, there were things, but it is like a Sunday, Sunday night, night show. We loved Showtime for that <clears throat> with Carrie Homeland. And, oh, I love. We had to watch it. That you night. haven't watched Homeland or The Affair. That's another good. I one. never. I might go back. That was a great show. Oh my gosh. Thanks for hanging out with us. It was it's Wednesday today. Tomorrow's Thursday in case you're keeping track at home. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.